Hello and welcome to the True Blood Authority, the podcast devoted to HBO's True Blood television series. I'm your host, Aaron. And I'm your other host, Cecily. And tonight we'll be talking about Season 7, Episode 5, Lost Cause, directed by Howard Deutsch and written by Craig Chester. Do you anything about those two gentlemen? Oh, um, Howard Deutsch is the guy who directed Episode 2, I Found You. He's mm. the guy who is most notable for all of his work with uh, John Hughes. Is that mm. his name? John mm-hmm. Hughes? Mm. Um, <laughs> You're asking me how to pronounce anything? I'm not asking you how to pronounce I think it's James it. Huggis. Okay, Huggs. that sounds right. Huggies? Sometimes a hug needs a hug. <laughs> Doesn't a hug deserve a hug, too? Yes. Um, And written by Craig Chester, mm-hmm. who has a myriad of works. I pulled up his works here, and I couldn't even begin to categorize what he's done but he's done a lot and he's got a new movie coming out called kill your darlings with daniel radcliffe you know harry potter oh right we watched that trailer before we started this yeah harry potter's all grown up all the way you know like it seems like it's another hunter s thompson type of poets with drinking and alcohol problems but because they're drunk and high all the time they're geniuses Sure, just like us. <laughs> just like us. <laughs> so uh, so it speaks to me in a deeply personal level. Uh, but that's not what we're here for. No, we're here for episode five, Lost Cause. What'd you think, Simo? I loved this episode. Me too. This is everything and more. It's what we tune in week in, week out for True Blood. All but about 15 minutes of this episode where they did some business type things. Which I it thought, was... that's, that's to me the trifecta. Yeah, it was good. But it was just... Felt like pure fan service. I, I want, for my True Blood episode, I want some laughs, I want some loving, and I want lots of violence. Yes. And this episode delivered on all three fronts. And witty dialogue. Well, that, I think that's under the laughs. Is it? Is that under the laughs clause? The last clause? The clevers? You would say. The lost clause? <laughs> okay. Shall we begin? Yes. Eric wants information on Sarah. Willa wants to be released. They come to an accommodation, and she gets released, and spills the information that Sarah... And it feels like being kicked in the cooch by a wallaby, whatever that means. I, I don't know. I mean, she said kangaroo. That would make sense, but wallaby's like it. So it's like a... So it's like... Not wa- as bad as a kangaroo. Yeah, it's like Rocco from Rocco's Modern Life. It's it's like getting kicked by a slightly smaller, cuter version of a kangaroo, but not quite. A, not as gentle as a koala. It would make sense if if she were like an Australian person... Right. Saying that, but it just felt very out of context and out of nowhere. Yeah. I didn't really get it. That's Pam. But I'll give it to Pam because most of her one-liners hit home. Willa, who's practically the stepdaughter of Sarah, drops the fact that Sarah Newland has a sister, Amber, which everyone knew, but what everyone doesn't know is that Amber is deep in the coffin and she's actually a vampire. Right. Sarah's been telling everyone that Amber has been abducted by vampires and she's never heard from again. It didn't seem like it took very much work for Eric and Pam to find her. She's living in a very prominent house in a nice neighborhood. Yeah, nobody, uh, because nobody? all all the Willow really knew was that she's in the, from the, the Dallas area. No, it's not Willow so much as everyone else in the world who hates Sarah Newland. Mm. I mean, she had a book written about what an awful, vile person she is, and nobody tried to find her sister sooner. Yeah, well, I mean, if she's gone, she's gone. And she must have some kind of hidden thing. Anyway, don't really care because it's just a plot point. It works for me. Uh, Ginger 
is chafing at 15 years, 15 years a sex slave without the slave. Not quite as poignant 15 as 15 years the, a slave. Yeah. <laughs> the slightly sadder version yeah. of that movie. Uh, so she says uh, she wants sex. She wants a blowjob, handjob, some kind of sex. Any kind. Eric says, Ginger, I'm diseased. And she says, So am I. So the fuck am I. What no- kind of diseases do you think Ginger has? Because that was an awkward pause. I don't know. Yeah, she got a little herp. The herp. She got to have the she herp. She got the herp. Maybe a hepatitis, not of the yeah. uh, of the regular, you know, A, B, or C. Maybe a little bit of the smack, the clap, I, whatever I, the kids I, call I, it. She can afford penicillin. Come on, I, right. I think it's something you can't shake. But can she remember at any given time that she can afford penicillin? That's 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 true. That's a true statement. Anyway, she gets left behind in a super sad way. I know she clings to the coffin. Uh, last we saw her, that is when she was resisting. I think it was Eric trying to get out of there to heed the call of the it necromancer. No, it was Pam. Oh, it was Pam, the necromancer mm-hmm. uh, witch. Because Eric was hiding in Sookie's house. She's riding that coffin. This time she gets unceremoniously oh, she's screaming. Still screaming the whole damn time. Uh, you thought it was hilarious. I thought it was sad. I, I, I thought Eric give, should give her a pity fuck. Why, why can't Eric Northman give her a pity fuck? No. No, why not? No, that's it's like meeting your favorite celebrity in real life and finding out that person's a huge asshole. You don't mm. really want to ruin that. Well, I mean, you actually did meet your favorite celebrity and found out he was this wicked cool guy. True. But but finding out they're a huge asshole, I mean, you don't want to ruin that, you know, image you have of them. All right. Fair enough. Uh, question. Will we see Ginger again? Will my we question. see Ginger again was my question. I think we got to. Maybe. I mean, do we need to? I, I kind of I need some I, was that closure? closure. I mean, it's con- it was closure. comic closure, and I don't Robert know. Moja. I don't know how I feel about Ginger because marathoning it, you know, I got a certain. Here's what I think should happen: Ginger sequa from her, but I, I don't know if I need anything more. I think that Eric should sign the bar over to Ginger, and Ginger should run it because it was her idea to begin with, and that's her baby that she should have. Can you, as a vampire, can you unglamour someone? That's what I was just thinking. Like, if she just unlocks the memory of her being able to, that was this was her original idea. Not everything, because her brain's kind of tapioca, and they did some truly awful things to her. Mm-hmm. But I'm just saying. Maybe not. Maybe yeah. you could glamour her again into believing. The real truth? <laughs> yeah. Sure. All I would right. go with that. Okay. Uh, Lafayette and James show up at the Sookie Stackhouse house. The stack house. They were already there. Sookie comes in. She sees Alcide's jacket and starts pining hard. Mm. Uh, they try to comfort her. Lafayette opines that the big man took up a lot of space in this house. <laughs> Especially on that staircase. <laughs> Especially on that staircase. Then puts her directly to bed. She awakes and this place has been instantly Lafayette up. Those are really nice dawn to dusk shot of the house. Sure. Those are really nice uh, homage to the house. I thought it was really pretty. Uh, Alcide dad showed up, stole all his shit. Because that's what werewolves do. They're they're shifty, thrifty. Yeah, thief, I like pack it. Of thieves. He's like, I know going through stuff's hard to do, so I took everything out of your house, and whenever you're ready, <laughs> you can have your stuff back. We'll split it. This one's yours. This one's mine. You know, I'll let you go first. It's only fair. <laughs> uh, Lafayette says, "Hey, we're throwing a party because I want to say fuck you to death." Irish and also, funeral style. Also, fuck you to whatever you were wanting to do instead tonight. <laughs> and uh, here, here, I say, can you? I don't know that you can really hear, hear yourself. I don't know you can carry your own resolution. I believe that Lafayette can. 
Lafayette, okay, he's got the exception. <laughs> he does. He makes his own parliamentary rules. Mm-hmm. And I like Kitty back there. Yeah! <laughs> That's my favorite part. <laughs> uh, the ironically named Kitty. Yeah. So Actually, uh, growing up, I had a, a gay best friend who was just like Lafayette. And um, the way Kitty said, yeah, reminded me of our dynamic. Like, I'm mm. normally a very quiet person. Bet you would never guess that. Right. But. You were, all, you were always his amen choir. Yes, exactly. That right on. nice nostalgia. Uh, so, uh, Amber Mills, she's been fangbanging since high school. Uh, got turned into a vampire. Wait, wait. What, you skipped the part where Bill shows up before Sookie gets dressed. Oh, yeah, with the flowers. And she invites him in, and as she turns her back, he gives her an evil glare. He does. Like, I'm winning. He does. Like, Cecily was right. It's That's what his pre- face told me. <laughs> it's all proceeding according to my plan. Yes, exactly. Anyway, Amber Mills, uh, Sarah Newlands. Pam and Eric do Dallas. They do. <laughs> they do. Uh, it's it's uh, Sarah's sister. She's a vampire. She shacked up with her boy, Jeremy, who they had this monogamous love affair that lasted at least seven seasons. <laughs> and uh, he died off screen of Hep V. Carries a lot of rage about her sister and how she's carried on herself and what she's done to the vampire community. Wants to know, are you going to kill her? And then when she's, they say yes, she wants to be counted in. And what do you think? And says, I like her. I like you. <laughs> yes. Yes, actually dressed her as a real live person. I know. Person. To her face and everything. Uh, they're going to a Too bad bush. she's going to die soon. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I don't think she's actively involved with their shit. They just, she gave them the information. She's expendable. Yeah, I don't know if we'll ever see her again. And we I know from care. the preview, she at least shows up next episode. Oh, wait. Uh, spoiler alert. It's a preview. Ever, who spoiler hasn't seen alert. it? We don't consider previews a lot. Don't we? No, we don't. On Cecily's show, we do. <laughs> uh, they're going to the Bush Library to hold a gala for Ted Cruz. So you better, you better, you better buckle in for some liberal fan service. Uh, conservative, mm-hmm. conservative fans, close your eyes, shut your ears. It's probably a little rough of going to be a rough ride. Uh, Letty Mae's lying to the Reverend, just straight up lying to him, planning on drugging him with Benadryl. Do we actually ever see her do that? I mean, no. Uh, is she gonna? Did she end up killing this man? Because is that dangerous? No, I guess it's implied that. Um... She goes to grab cumin, but puts Benadryl in there instead, and somehow he doesn't notice, even though he's the one cooking the. He's chili. just shaking out these big and... gel caps into. The... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this cumin's it's clumpy. Cumin. This cumin's clumpy, dear. <laughs> no, what she did is she she actually grabbed a Benadryl and clubbed him over the head with it. <laughs> <laughs> and it took a couple to get herself high. Yeah, she's got to level herself out. She's still coming down from the V. Yeah, you know what I love is she said that she's. You could see from this one shot that she left the bottle there with like pills kind of spilled around it. Mm-hmm. Who does that? Mm-hmm. And how? Letty May. There's some point where you put the pills in and the Reverend knocks out that he's got to be like kind of aware of what's going on around him. Right. Never mind. I guess he's not. It worked. Yeah. So yay for Letty May. Hopefully he, the God, Reverend is I'm not so dead. I'm so tired of her. Oh, I'm so over her. Uh, party at Sooks. Uh, Leah Zinn want to point out, did anyone else notice Arlene yelling, we dodged a bullet, girls? Or as she would say, we dodged the bullet, girls, in Sookie's house a day after her boyfriend failed to dodge said bullets and no one called her on it. Oh, Arlene, stay classy. <laughs> nice, Arlene. This feels like every party I've ever gone to and that I know like three or four people and there's like a hundred other assholes there that are just having way too good a time for me. Uh, and Bill is just th- throughout this entire party, he's just 
giving these looks to everybody and just watching things creepily. Yeah, I and I like the fact that he considers that a good time later. I've had a wonderful time creeping out your guests and plotting your eventual destruction. <laughs> and remembering your friend's ancestors and how they <laughs> fucked me over. <laughs> <laughs> the shithouse Bode... Bode what is their name? Boathouse? Boathouse. There's, there's too many boat houses. There's stack houses, boathouses, shithouses. <laughs> and you can see the seeds of Nicole's rumination brewing here. She's just pissed because she's drinking Fago and everybody else is having real drinks. Is that pregnancy brain I've heard so much about? Like her feet are swollen and she doesn't fit in anything anymore and she almost died. So she's right. all whiny and bitchy. Right. I mean, how dare you be the only person... In the whole damn town. Not even Sookie. Not even Sookie got over it. You're going to call bullshit on these whole shenanigans? Yeah, they want to have a party. Let them have a party. You didn't have to come. You're going to grind to the halt For the best sake. episode True Blood's had in like a season and a half? Come on now. Jerk. Come on, Nicole. I'm so sick of her. And she's... We'll get to that later. Lady May, Nicole, you need to go. <laughs> uh, anyway, they're having a party. Bill's uh, having a flashback. Jane Bodas going to make some changes, but tomorrow! She says in her drunk girl voice, which triggers a flashback to the Boathouse Saloon. Apparently, I don't know if you knew this, I love this. but the South arises against the North when Lincoln does some proclamations about... Emancipating? Um, she's, I love that they... It was a nice touch that they made Jane's ancestor the owner of the saloon, and she's a town drunk. And sure. That was fun. I yeah, like it's that. like, you know, it runs... She, she came. It. She came into it uh, honestly. Let me ask you, what's the point of these Bill flashbacks? I have a theory. I want to see what you think. I think they are trying to retcon his character. Yeah, that's how I feel, too. That, like, he's been such a shit heel for the last three seasons, maybe four, arguably four, when you first find out that how, how he kind of first fucked over Suki and So the entire show. But yeah, it, yeah, you're right. You're right. Uh, he, he approached her in a false pretenses, later fell in love, and whatever. Right. But he's kind of a shit heel. This is him trying, like, you know, before he's a vampire and all that evil vampire blood in him, which got drained out of him, by the way, and he's a completely different vampire. Different he was a hell of a guy. Southern gentleman living in Louisiana, and he was against slavery to the point that he would join the Underground Railroad and make off with a bunch of slaves to the north rather than fight in a war. Couldn't he have just left? Yeah, I feel like before... He's a very well-off white man. Yeah. Couldn't he have just gone? Just left. In the middle of the night? Yeah. Taking all those people, loaded them up in a wagon. Did not know that the Underground Railroad operated during daylight hours. It seems like that's a, <laughs> a flaw in its design. That maybe you want to wait till cover of darkness. I don't know. I don't know. I wasn't there. We're skipping ahead uh, a little bit. Uh, well, God, Violet, my God. Ooh, we should play the name game at some point. How so? Well, <laughs> I just realized that Bill in the bar... Oh, by the way, the oh, man... Oh, yeah, says this is a lost cause. Yeah, the man giving the speech is named Charles DuPont. I had to look it up because it was, like, cleverly hidden throughout the episode, but... The man um... who invented latex paint? <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, apparently, I mean, I hope we're going to find out more about him because I don't understand him right now or what his purpose is. But anyway, Bill believes it to be a lost cause, and that's the first part of the name game. Okay. Uh, let me know if there's any others. Okay, I'll figure it out. Violet says, oh, Sookie, I know I'm not supposed to say this because Lafayette's forbidden it, but I'm sorry for your boyfriend. I know the first few... I've lost 200 lovers. <laughs> the first few are really rough. Well, it's been about 100. Die on her. It's <laughs> some condescending bullshit from the ice vampire queen. 
Didn't you look up how old Violet is? Yeah, according to the True Blood wiki, which purports to be an authority on authority. True Blood, she is 800 years old. Oh, wow. So she's damn near as strong and as ancient as Eric. And um, as cold-hearted. But not as cool. I don't know. I think she's kind of cool. Do you? Yeah. Eh, all right. I feel like they're trying to make her... Un- she was likable in kind of a ice queen, femdom kind of butch way, and now she's kind of just insecure and threatened and making all these statements of ownership like she's threatened and I, she's kind I, of like not a, as cool she's kind of a rehash of pam's character oh i don't know that makes her seem even more likable exactly yeah, that's what i guess that's why i like her you know when she looks at the ring she's like is that it <laughs> i loved it i love this so it touches Alcide's dad, somehow they get off into their own part of the party house where nobody else except for the, the true friends, the eight people we actually know at this party, are in, in one room. And Alcide's dad holds court about how Alcide never fought for nothing because he's kind of a puss, but he fought for Sookie because she was worth it. Uh, Letty Mae says some words for Tara, which Lafayette's like, oh, Jesus. Uh, she says that oh, Tara was a hero and that she was a shitty mom and thank y'all for raising her daughter proper-like. And then she asks for non-alcoholic drinks so she can toast. And then she calls. Patera. She calls Jason deputy. She goes, "Thank you, deputy." I thought mm. that was interesting. Well, she's a preacher's wife now. Wow, well, tears for days about that speech. <laughs> uh, Andy and Jessica make peace outside the stack house, <laughs> and uh, he wants to know if he can borrow one of her. I don't know what it, what it, what would you call hot topic rings? What is she her got? Forever Twenty One jewelry. Forever, <laughs> forever Twenty One jewelry. Her her eight pack that she got on Etsy for three bucks. Yeah, it's like <laughs> you can't. You no, know, this isn't gonna cut it. So she vampire speeds off and kind of audaciously asks the stack houses whether she can plunder their grandmother's jewelry for a suitable ring for the occasion. Ends up. I don't know. I think she maybe assumed that Sookie was a woman of means. Um, I think it was audacious. The waitress? The, the waitress with the, the giant swamp, house and the all The swamp house land. waitress? No, Jessica, she is no. rich. Think about it. Sookie's rich. How is Sookie rich? Bill, or Eric paid her a shit ton of money for the work that she's done for him. Really? I thought it was like 15 grand. No, it was more than that. Well, Maybe I'm I mean, getting she... my book knowledge mixed up, but she's loaded. She's still, she still works at the bar as kind of like a novelty. Okay. Because it's just fun, and, you know, she gets to get out because she's a social butterfly, but... I totally buy that Eric Northman is fucking, you know, he's got fuck you money, and he's probably peeled off a little bit of large to give to her. I don't know and I mean, how large. Maybe her grandma left something to Hell her? Hell no. Why? Her, did, that house was a shithole falling into the swamp before Eric no, took it over it and remodeled it. Yeah, it was. Only because the main ad fucked it up, but no, before that... No, I remember that the, the paint was peeling, it was all dingy. And, I mean, it's clean. Nah, you're wrong. But it was a swamp house. It was a stack swamp house. You're a swamp house. Let's move on. <laughs> all right. Uh, J- <laughs> Jason comes down the stairs, sees... Uh, Adeline and what's his name? Again, Wade. Bill is just standing there watching with his eyes and his evilness. I can just feel it in every scene. It just pulls me towards it. He tells the soon brother to be and sister to the, you guys are going to have to stop fucking now. If you're fucking, you better stop. Everybody's dancing. Arlene's, Everybody's Arlene's jamming. Uh, Lafayette's doing some awesome chair dancing. He's doing some Vogan, chair Vogan. <laughs> uh, Jason is coming, bopping in. I mean, everybody's grooving to this shit. And Andy proposes, and he's like, I don't know. I I don't quite. I, I don't know what I'm going to say, and that's pretty much the whole speech. She just stumbles through the fact that he's worthless, and 
He's this, you know, sack of skin that is lucked into this deal with Holly and please marry her or him. Mm -hmm. And she's moved and says, yes, you know, um, all the characters in the episode, they never really cry. They're always just on the verge, like everyone, even Eric at one point, their eyes are kind of welled up with tears and they're just on the verge of crying. It's because they're all terrible actors. <laughs> they can't, they can't cry. They have to have a cut no. and eye drops. <laughs> no. That's kind of how I felt this entire episode. Like I was just super grateful and I thought everything was so sweet, but it wasn't enough to make me cry. I just kind of welled up and got a little lump, lumpy in the because back it of the wouldn't, throat. Yeah, they, they did walk that line. They wanted to be... You know, fan servicey moving, but nobody should cry because right. we're having a good time. This is a party, goddamn. We're saying fuck you to death and crying. And hello to life. <laughs> and tequila. And tequila. <laughs> uh, Sookie's not ready for all this uh, celebrating of life. Oh, by the way, well, I skipped. Bill asking her. Ja James went to Jessica and said, hey, girl, this is some romantic stuff. Let's get out for sexy times. And she says, well, I never. We're here at this party, James. Stop being a wet blanket. Just pushing him away. Uh, yeah. Sookie's not ready for all this celebration of life. Uh, Bill watches them. <laughs> okay, speaking of creepy, her and Arlene go upstairs to have a little girl talk. And Alcide's dad just listens to their whole conversation on the other side of the door to what end? And why? I don't know. I mean, thank God she didn't go into the soliloquy of like, you know, Alcide always loved me more. And I never was quite sure. And I was doing some trifling-ass shit with this other vampire dude. Yeah, I thought and... that was going to happen for a second. But it was genuine, like, sweet girl talk. And there was no reason for Jackson to be listening. And I just didn't get it. Like, it felt like maybe they cut out a little bit. I think he's going to die for her. They're supercharged in his loyalty. No. But, so why? I'm We've just... already lost one Hervo for fucking Sookie, the danger whore. I'm just saying, why else... Why else would they do that? I mean, why else would they do that shit? Why else would they have him listen? I don't know. Anyway. I guess we'll find out in the next couple episodes, but don't forget about it. Right. So Sookie is asking for Arlene how you you move on when the man of your that you love died. And she She's says, like, well, Sookie, I have my kids. I lost my voice. That's right. I have my kids to keep me going. You, you, you are don't fucked. have anything. You've lost everyone. You should just kill yourself. Yeah. Or, <laughs> or grab a jacket and wear it when nobody's looking and pretend like your arms are out. Why when nobody's sweet. looking? I think it's perfectly normal to want to wear your man's jacket when he dies. Oh, yeah, and who's going to tell you no? I mean, after your man dies and you're all sad and you're grieving period, that's when you get away with shit. <sighs> you don't have to have any shame. Well, I just kind of wear your jackets and do whatever I want with your shit now. <laughs> I don't need you to die before you. I do super it. Super creepy. <laughs> uh, let's see. So anyway, all anyone needs is time and tequila. Tequila. And they start getting white. They start drinking with a purpose. They get white girl wasted. Uh, James is bitching to Lafayette that she, uh, Jessica gives just enough love and affection to keep him hooked. Yep. And they start, Lafayette moves in for the kid. They goes, start grooving on each other. Say, hook, I'm going to give you all the love you can handle. <laughs> you find out that the guy who... What what was it? His neighbor kid? Did he go off to war and die? Eh? What? James's neighbor kid when he got turned. Oh yeah, yeah, right. He went off to war and died. Oh. So that's why the father beat him almost to death in the street. Is this something the Lafayette? Because he really was a hippie faggot. Oh. That's what I got out of that. That's what they said. Did you not see that? Nah, I didn't. All right. Not really. He uh, really was gay back in the day. Well, so he's, and then he's turned straight for this day. He's bi bisexual, like every other fucking vampire that I've seen in the show, save 
What Jessica? It's the rock star theory. Well, Jessica's still really young. I mean, she's still yeah, she's... 17 in real life. She hasn't aged at all. She's right. just a vampire now. So She hasn't given that. She hasn't, the, the, the cock has not lost its appeal, has not gotten to be passe. She mm-hmm. hasn't had to go, you know, browse off menu. And I'm just saying that, you know, I feel like that all vampires, given a certain amount of time, everybody's going to try it. Oh, yeah. It's going to happen. You get a thousand years old, you're going to get... Sex with a man is just going to... Or sex with a man, yeah, I guess, is going to be boring. Then you start having sex with a woman. Then you start having sex with a black man. Yeah. And then, you know, all the different flavors all mixed together. Then you're just having piles of sex served for breakfast. Vampirism, immortality leads long-term to Prince Oberonism. And where you just uh, you just get it all. You get, you order everything off life's menu. Speaking of Prince Oberon, mm-hmm. this is not the only homage we have to him this episode. <laughs> uh, we'll leave that up to Leary's imagination because I don't want to spoil shit. Oh, I love spoiling things. Well, stop. You're you got you're a, you're a podcast host, so you have a greater responsibility. You're supposed to say you bitch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Pam dresses up like a Republican. Do you remember this hotel, Carmilla? Oh, yeah. This is where Sookie and uh, Alcide first met. Oh, no. Fun fact. Not that it was a specific hotel, but they met in Dallas when Sookie tried to go undercover. Oh, they met in... The werewolves are in season two, really. Mm -hmm. This is where Alcide came from. Oh. Yeah, right. Yeah. eh, I thought they came from other part of Louisiana. No. He came from a different state. Oh, well, I hope hope the uh, True Blood fans don't descend upon you like a pack of Hep V... Fanboys and girls, you better not. <laughs> you best it. not be you. wrong. Read the books. I dare you. So she's going to dress him up. He has to strip down naked. And <laughs> They're Eric, dressing each other up like Barbie and Ken, like like uh, Western fashion style. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Eric stage two, which I don't know what that means, except for he's got more green, the green veiny things going on him. I don't know. I don't know what the different stages mean and how the disease progresses, mm-hmm. but it's bad. And he says, "You got to get used to the idea of me dying," and she hates it. Uh, Sookie and Arlene are going at this tequila hard when the vampire man that gave her his blood shows up. Sookie requests he dial down her sexy. He says, turn it up to 11. Yeah. He's like, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't hear you. I couldn't hear it over the sound of how sexy I am. Uh, Arlene's really working that push up, bro. I gotta say. She is. However, this guy says she's the most beautiful girl he's seen in 300 years. That is objectively false. Arlene's a fine looking woman. But no one would say she's the most beautiful woman that they've seen in 300 years. I don't think that's true. She's not the most beautiful woman he's seen this year. What? Well, Come I don't on. I that's true. It all depends on your own personal tastes. Bullshit. Maybe he's really into southern redheads with crazy white teeth and well, you know, bad dye jobs and awesome... Bad you just dye, met Jessica. Bad dye jobs. Are you not listening to me? So Crazy awesome push-up bras. His 300-year-old vampire taste is trashy Louisiana waitress, bar waitresses. There is a, you know, the number's not zero of people who are into that sort of thing. <laughs> I, I mean, I that's just... what you were into when we met. <laughs> I had a bad dye job. <laughs> uh, you did, you did. But you it didn't was actually have any kids. Oh, that I know of. didn't work out before. That I know of. Yeah. Uh, that I know of. She's respond. She retorts with the only weapon that she has, the only way that a human can fight a vampire I through the mystery of tinkling. Have to make tinkle because she is a human. But she is looking this guy up and down. Oh, she wants him. She's she's been dreaming about him. 
Well, she has to, right? That's 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 the that's the law. I mean, yeah. it's it's biology. You can't fight it. Is Letty May having? Such... That's the funny thing about all these people's attraction hey. is half of it's based on pure, like literal chemist chemical biology. The vampires want the fairies. The fairy is drunk vampire blood, so she's all high on that and lusting after him. What does were you going to say? Does that mean that Jessica's having sex dreams about Adeline and vice versa? Does that mean that Letty May is having sex dreams about Willa and vice versa? I don't think the vampires have sex dreams about the fairies so much as just like hunger dreams. And if they're like naturally attracted to him anyway, this I don't. Motion. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's like dreams. your group. group. I'm, I'm You're squeezing a grape from underneath and juicing that hunger. Plums. Uh, good God. What are we talking about here? I don't even know. Oh, oh. Jessica's looking for James. Goes and outside. Arlene says she thinks she saw Lafayette step outside with James not too long ago. And they're just out fucking. Not in the truck. They she, have the door open. They're using the truck as a fuck bench. She opens the door and slams it. How do you not hear that? Because they're having loud, hot, and sweaty man sex, and they can't hear that. You can't hear the do- the door slam shut over the sound of James' door slamming shut repeatedly as Lafayette <laughs> is working it. Working it like a saloon door. Right. Um, and he is. He's going. To, he's chopping wood back there. She screams and is pissed. Uh, he tries to talk his way back out of it for Jason some reason. Jason somehow has the power to rescind his invitation. Of course he does. It's his house. I mean, no, it's, it's not. Sookie's house. Yeah, but he's Sookie the house. brother. I don't know. It's right. some kind of vampire rescission rule. But he kicks her out, and you you know it worked because you hear the <laughs> when he gets sucked out of the door. Uh. Surprisingly, Violet is cool with Jason going to check up on Jessica. Why doesn't Very she surprised. go with him? She was full of sympathy about past boyfriends before yeah. with Sookie, so why doesn't she go and with him? And she's 800 years old. She's and got to she's have seen this. she's super insecure. She's got to have seen this at least 16 times. Also, I know Jason's had her blood. Whose blood? Violet's. Okay. Which means that they have some sort of blood connection. She can feel what he's feeling. She can feel that boner? Yeah. She should have been able to feel the boner. Right in her brain spot. They're changing the rules per situation. Mm, mm. And I don't know. Maybe it's her old school Catholic uh, mental conditioning coming into play. She can't feel that boner. <laughs> but she can feel the knuckle, or not the knuckle, the uh, ruler slapping her knuckles. Yes, she can. Uh, she's confused. Or Jessica says that James isn't gay. He's just confused, which is lame. And Lafayette storms in and says, look, Red, I know this shit's embarrassing, but if you keep it 100%, you, you keep, will know no, that he's not 100%. the man for you. You keep it 100 with yourself and honest? I love it. Uh, and uh, she's like, oh, oh. and he says, oh, yeah, what? This queen that makes you all, you white heterosexuals, laugh and feel good. He's talking to us, by the way, the audience. <laughs> yeah, oh, We're yeah. all kind of looking at our shoes The ashamed. Jane Boathouses out here. <laughs> <laughs> Has it ever cured you that he wants a piece of happiness, too? And then, okay, this confused me. Jason stops and he says, but he's a vampire, Lafayette. What the fuck does that mean? Jason's just an idiot, and and, and that's what Lafayette is basically kind of like, whatever. And Jason then... with a vampire girlfriend and about to fuck another vampire girl. <laughs> trying to tell Lafayette that they're not human. I just didn't understand why he did that. I love it, that whole, like, if you don't love him, let him go. I'll do the rest. And he kind of, like, snaps out, walks out the door, mm-hmm. and it just, like, the sheer force of his awesomeness sucks the door shut behind him. Mm-hmm. Pretty pretty slick. I wonder how many times I had to film that before they got it right. Probably once. Nelson Ellis is on it. That's true. That's true. 
he is he real keeps life. it a hundred with himself and he's honest <laughs> sookie is floating through the party she's getting drunk off them positivity she's vibes. feeling good everybody's apologizing mentally about all the shit they've said in their head and willa shows up and does not like anything like herself no in fact i'm like is that willa she's surprisingly skinny when you just you know show her arm situation there's something different about her like she grew back she lost well, they, bangs they, or... yeah they slicked her hair back and made it poofy i don't know what's going on but she wants something with arlene uh, put a pin in that. We'll get back to it later. Uh, because we now go outside. Bill's he, He's moved the brooding, creepy eye glances outside. <laughs> Again, he's having a wonderful time. And uh, he is outside having a revelry about being in the Underground Railroad, led by a black man. Wishing he had never had a baby. Wish, and <laughs> that they, to expose them. May, if, if only a dingo had come by at that oh. time, it could have saved the whole party, minus the baby. Of course. You do know that that slave that was leading them was Charles DuPont's... Uh, yes, he was. Okay. I did not see that. I did not know it connected that. connected with me on, uh, you know, instantly, but I just want to make sure you got no, it. No, I'm slow on the, that kind of uptake. Uh, but this <laughs> DuPont guy does shoot his man and then wants the map to the underground slave slave railroad and to safety i guess and bill burns it and then his wife jumps in to keeps from getting shot and then he and he knows caroline's name do you think they know each other are they brother and sister are is her maiden name dupont anyway he does that thing like keanu reeves does where he like rolls back and just shoots his gun in the air out of anguish frustration he point blanks (laughs) into point breaks into the air (laughs) and uh warns them all now let this be a lesson to you. If I catch you again, I'll let you go again. And he's cut off mid-sentence as a bullet from the air comes straight down into his head. <laughs> <laughs> but seriously, like, I find that it's humorous that this is the insurmountable odds. Like, maybe they could go and was like, you know what, let's just try it tonight. Going through a trench, a trench in the middle of the day. Yeah. That was their best that shot. Was, that was their last shot. They couldn't do it again. They couldn't risk it. All right. You know, you know maybe the baby would be asleep at night, too. One might argue that evil Bill did that on purpose. One might. To kill the Underground Railroad in that particular (laughs) trench. (laughs) One might make that very same argument. Uh, Suki's drunk walk to Bill is is amazing. Uh, The only thing that made it better if she's wearing high heels. Uh, Why? Huh? Why? Because she'd be like all broken angles on top of being drunk and having her hands out to the side. You think it's cute to have broken angles? When it's Suki, sure. <laughs> I just think she's got her drunk walk and the Suki run. The Suki run that's she's that a stiff arm. Arms, yeah. Every one of her fingers are extended at max. And she's just kind of, <laughs> I don't know. She runs like a wind-up doll. It's really funny. Uh, what was I saying? Jesus Christ, you distracted me. Um she he he says that the concept of men and women being friends is foreign to him because you know he forgot his whole punk rock phase and the whole <laughs> debauchery vampire torture sex tour he had mm. with Lorena. Is it Lorena? Lorena. Lorena. Yeah. Uh, and he says, "You done good, Suki. You done good, pig." <laughs> <laughs> That'll do, pig. That'll do, pig. That's what he said. Because look at all these people partying. You did that, Suki. You played a role. You and she said, get your ass in there so I can keep plotting my evil schemes. <laughs> you're, you're interfering with my brooding and plotting time. Uh, and she says, thank you for seeing me the way I can't see myself, which what the fuck ever. She goes back inside and she hears Letty May wanting to stab Willa. Willa's wanting a job for Arlene. It's going to be the latest vampire. I think she's asking to be, Will, or asking to be Arlene's au pair. 
No, she's asking to be a waitress at the... Yeah, no. I don't think so. I think she's asking to take care of their kids. Their kids are like grown-ass people now. No, they're just kids. Oh, they were like 12 years old at the start of the series. What about the psycho baby at home? Oh, yeah. Someone has to someone uh, has to yeah. take care of the, the devil baby. <laughs> Good point. Good thank point. You, thank you. Fortunately, there's no Pete Campbell's around to menace her. Uh, <sighs> but uh, she stabs Willa. Willa's like, what the fuck? And all the vampires come out, fangs blazing. And Lafayette defuses the situation. And she's like, you all looking at me like I'm crazy just because I used to have a drinking problem. Lafayette's like, no, bitch. You stabbed a <laughs> woman. No, auntie. <laughs> Yeah. That's why everyone thinks you crazy. <laughs> and then Nicole. Oh, God. Ugh. She brings the whole party and the episode and they to do the screeching this, halt. They do this brief flash to Kitty, you know, Jackson's girlfriend. Mm-hmm. She's standing back there like, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love it. But Nicole says, this shit doesn't happen in other towns. And I'm like, where were you the first five seasons? This and... is literally a tamer version of what did happen in this town before. Also... Two, two episodes go, St. Elise, hello, this this exact thing happened, only worse. Where the fuck have you been? Just uh, go home, Nicole. Nobody brain. wants any part of that. Baby brain. You know what's funny is like at a drunk, at, at this stage of the party, with all these drunk people, somebody, three words in her tirade, had been like, shut the fuck up, like in the background. They're so drunk. Yeah. Nobody would have stood for that. Yeah, they would have gotten like angry, like harsh in my buzz, drank, drunk people instantly. Also, yeah, and I don't think Sam was drinking, do you? Probably not. It didn't seem like he was drinking. So I feel like naturally, the way things naturally go, they probably would have gone home a lot sooner. Like, I know when I'm at a party and I'm not drinking and people oh, start getting to that it's level. It's the worst. Like, if I saw Sookie and Arlene doing, like, multiple shots of tequila and... I'm doing that girl, high on girl each other, laugh. I would have been like, I'm out. Yeah. No, when you are sober around a bunch of drunk people, it is the worst. The worst. It is the worst. So, yeah. Anyway. So let this be a lesson. Always drink. <laughs> yeah, so don't be that guy. you're never the sober one in the room. Don't be that guy. Violet goes home to make sure they're home safe, which is the nicest thing we've seen her done, but also leaves open an opportunity for Jessica to sneak in through a that cracked window of Jason's wide open heart. opportunity. <laughs> uh, Jessica wonders if her and James are meant for each other, which is stupid. Uh, Jason points out, well, you did meet in prison camp, which, of course, you know, him and Violet, glass house. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, you shouldn't. If you live in a glass stack house, you shouldn't throw <laughs> throw bricks. You shouldn't uh, throw red bones. <laughs> <laughs> Jason gets in this long rambling story about rings and, and violets. Why he and thinks violets weird, but like you know, if he he wants to put a ring on something, god damn it, where can he find something to put a ring on? And Jessica <laughs> jumps. Jessica's his like, bone. I've got fingers. Right. I've got a couple fingers that I don't have Forever 21 rings on. <laughs> but holding one just for you, Jason. You're the sweetest thing. Uh, you know, I don't care. It led to Jessica sex or whatever. Uh, and shouldn't Violet be feeling his immense excitement right now? Okay. You know, again, okay. again, again just, she's got things checking. on her mind. It's not like she would ever even be thinking when she was away. It's like, oh, I left my boyfriend with his ex-girlfriend who's emotionally distraught and just had a breakup and saw her man fucking another coming. man and now she's going to want to really reclaim her femininity and her desirableness and all that stuff. No, that never crossed her 800-year-old calculating vampire mind. Yeah. Uh, but I don't give a shit because you know what? Eric walks in to the George W. Bush library wearing a fucking Stetson and a bolo tie. Looking like amazing Republicans. He, it's It's so cool. Um, 
they start casing a joint for Sarah. Speaking of Sarah, she comes into the women's bathroom and catches her. Sarah is hiding in the stall. Oh, really? Yeah, Sarah's hiding in the large handicap stall down there. Oh, of course she would take up the handicap stall. I know, she's such an asshole. Because she How knew her she... mom would have to tinkle. She is human after all. Oh, you know, I would have bought it better if they were, you know, um, the usual stalls. With a giant crack where you can see everyone in no, between. No, but they're the, they're the classy, like... Right. So how does she know that's her mom that walked in? Solid Is she just opened the door and looking at everyone? And if Probably. so, you're doing a terrible job of hiding Sarah Newland. Well, her hair's brown now, not blonde. It's oh. A, it's no. an ironclad disguise. And she's wearing torn up jeans and a hoodie, so no one ever knows her. Oh, no. Not at all. Uh, but uh, her mom is a Laura Bush lookalike, and... Uh, she needs help because, and I, I think she's wearing a dinosaur brooch. She's wearing like a triceratops. I believe that's exactly from the what Land it was. Before Time. It's a Sarah from the Aww. Land Before Time brooch. Sarah and Sarah is her daughter. That's cute. I see what they did there. That's exactly what they did. Yep. We cracked the code. <laughs> that's not an elephant or something. It's Sarah from the Land Before Time. Uh, she needs something powerful right here, right now, like Laura Bush. Uh, she's like, you know what? You fuck start all this Hep V shit and all of her political allies have ran for cover. The Yakuza's after me and I'm surprised her mom knew what the Yakuza was. She's like, I'm not a monster. I'm a Buddhist. <laughs> and I was like, that's the same thing. <laughs> it's all hippie bullshit to me. Uh, um, there is a very skillfully staged love scene to keep Deborah Ann wool wools. Deborah Good. Ann's wolves. Deborah Ann's wolves protected. Locked away behind an apparently adamantium clad non nudity clause in her contract. It's, I'm okay with that. I can't she's like totally naked, Jason's totally naked, but all the limbs were staged where no nips were slipped, no creases were greased, no sacks were shown. It was all very PG thirteen. Uh, <laughs> she's just wanting us to move on. Huh? <laughs> yeah, I'm done. Violet comes back and overhears the again very loud, obnoxious lovemaking, and I'm super surprised she's 800 years old. De- uh, Jessica's like 15 minutes. She, sh- I'm surprised she's just rolling there and regulate. I know she's she's been shown to be quick to anger before. I thought we we're gonna hear Garth Brooks thunder rolls, and it's gonna be. <laughs> Another love growing cold. <laughs> Some fangs pop out. Nothing. She just no. went up there and she was like, all right, I'm going to let this happen. I'm even going to let them finish. Mm. Ugh. Which uh, Jessica did not give Lafayette the courtesy. She did not Kanye him at all. No. <laughs> she just walked in there and said, no, uh-uh. Uh, she was going to let them finish, though. Was she? Yeah, it wasn't until James saw her and went and stopped her. Oh, no, but she would have said, you fucking asshole. She was a second away from saying that anyway. No, she looked shocked, and she's about to walk away and be shocked somewhere. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't think you're right. I think you're factually wrong. I know that I am right. You are factually incorrect. Agree to disagree. Nope. Uh, (laughs) Death first. (laughs) Eric Glamour Sarah's dead. Don't tread on me, Aaron. (laughs) When the Yakuza show up. Uh, this is hardcore. The Yakuza kills her dad, right? Boom. Shoots him in the head. Guns she's down running. her mom, spraying she's, blood everywhere. She's running away with her mom. She drops her mom and she's like, fuck her. Yeah, her mom's <laughs> having like fucking lady heart attacks or something. I don't get why she couldn't keep up, but maybe she got a bad case of the gout. Should have worn her orthopedic shoes. Don't know. Eric comes in all slow-mo, Arnold from T2 style. <laughs> and Sarah Newland runs right into his waiting arm hand. 
his large hand uh, fits perfectly around her neck. Yeah, he he raises her, gives her the Undertaker, <laughs> uh, you know, ch- choke slam. The Yakuza comes up, and this is why I don't understand what he didn't do back in the 80s. He went up and just basically tore two dudes' heads off, uh, double impaled this guy with a katana, and then ripped his jaw right off his face. Yep. And it was fucking rad. Yeah, it was crazy. Uh, Philip Z from the Natter, one of the uh, the Natterborn affiliated with the Natter cast, mm. which you can find on NatterCast.blogspot.com. Natter. They're nattering Natterheads <laughs> over there. Uh, he says, I call BS on the Yakuza massacre. This is a Texas Republican event, and we're supposed to believe that none of the attendees are packing. <laughs> not, on, not only that, but these guys would be like having one pistol with conventional hollow points and one pistol with wood. They would be packing for both vampires and I don't humans. think that's true. This is bullshit. I th- lived in Texas. It's 100% true. No, this is a political event with a lot of higher ups there. I think people would have to check their guns at the door. There is plenty of security that should have been keeping them oh, safe. Oh, I'm sure they'd have checked a gun or two, but the sh- the guns they have shoved up their boots and asses would mm-hmm. be, you know, mm-hmm. an open open carry secret. Uh, anyway, Snooky at the end here uh, snuggles up in Alcide's jacket, which you just know smells of anal glands and wolf piss. Has herself a nice little drunk cry. Uh, speaking of that, Bill sinks into his bathtub. Uh, and remembers lying right to his wife's face <laughs> about the you being the love of my life. Uh, he doesn't want to fight, but doesn't see a way out because their one and only ploy to get out of here did not work. So fuck it, I guess I'll fight for slavery. Uh, <laughs> 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 like I love that. That's the, the. It's like he couldn't just refuse to fight and go to jail. He couldn't try to get deported again. Make a real stand and lay down his life. Yeah, blow his head off rather than fight. No, he just gonna... no. Don't kill yourself. But I'm just saying, just. I don't know. I don't know if he really believes in the cause. <laughs> but again, he's evil If Bill. you really cared, you would kill yourself. By the way, they re- I think they heard our feedback. They really toned down the fisheye effect on Bill's flashbacks. It's a very subtle Vaseline smeared on the edges of the, yeah, of the effect. Yeah, no, I could totally I could totally see that they desperately wanted to. Mm-hmm. Like at some, some points, it started to close in a little bit. Oh. And they pulled back and they were like, nope, we can't. Yep. They were like, letty may. <laughs> they were like, I'm stronger than this. Uh, he gets out of the tub and shocker, he's early stage one Hep V. He shows Holy his butt shit! And his disease. <laughs> um. So, what do you make of this? Or should I we think just? Sookie's infected. Really? Well, he's she's the last one he drank from. Or there's some sort of mystery person he was drinking from. Yeah, but all them all them vampires had their fangs all up in him. All them there when vampires. he was when they were all draining him. Yeah, and... but he would have showed signs much sooner. Would he? Also, they he were drinking the... from him, not him drinking from them. What the kind of horseshit is that? Diseases. This like... is true blood, Aaron. Okay, Aaron. I'm just I'm just saying that it seems like it doesn't matter. You know, if it's a sexual transmitted disease. Whether your dick's going in or a dick's going in you, you still can catch the disease. Whether fangs going in you or fangs going, going, going out of you, it still seems like you could catch Hat V from it. <laughs> so that's just my. You just reminded me of my favorite speech from Team America. <laughs> <laughs> you know where I'm going with this? Yeah, sometimes. About dicks fucking pussies Lizzie's, and assholes. Yeah, right, sure. And assholes just shit all over everyone. <laughs> that's what Bill is. Yes, he is. <laughs> he just shits all over everything. He is. We need a dick to come in and fuck him. Um, 
that's all we got. We're ready for feedback. I was going to say, there's a couple of other things I want to ask you, but I think they're covered in feedback, so we'll let the fans have the say on that. Do, it, I dare Do you. a little bit of light pimping. Uh, if you like what we're doing here, you can go to baldmove.com and check out all of our fine products. we got an Orange and New Black cast. we got Which a we're following doing cast. another one this week? We are. We're, uh, we got an emergency uh, co-host uh, flare went up, and Cecily rang the bell, and she'll be doing the Orange and New Black cast this week, too, so check that out if you like. <laughs> That Netflix series. I, I put up a pretty weak bill-sized fight. I said, well, I guess I'll have to do it. <laughs> uh, Jim and I recorded a QA podcast. People sent us oodles and oodles of questions. We're celebrating our 5 millionth lifetime download, and we did that as an extravaganza. You can find that on the Bald Move TV feed. Again, all this stuff's on baldmove.com. If you'd like to support us, because we're basically entirely supported by the goodwill of you folk, you can do so in three or four ways. One is going to subbable.com slash bald move, where you can pledge to send us a bit of money, either one time or monthly. And uh, you can exchange that for fabulous bald move memorabilia and custom content opportunities. You, you can, can also throw a party and invite the whole town over, and then they could all give us their money. And then you can tell them about the amazon.baldmove.com affiliate link. Perfect. You put that in your URL. It takes an Amazon lickety split. And then everything you buy on that session only, uh, you'll be given a tiny percentage of the proceeds to Bald Move. And it doesn't cost you anything. It just takes away from Amazon. So everybody wins except for Jeff Bezos. Uh, you can also rate and review us on iTunes. Thank you very much. I noticed that we had quite a few more since last week. So thank you. That's kept us uh, on the new and notable list. And uh, we're probably pretty close to graduating from that to the what's hot section so if you haven't given us a review and you enjoy our podcast please help it's the single best way you can help us grow our network in terms of audience and listenership and if you can't do that if you don't use itunes hey share our stuff on facebook social media tell, tell friends and family we'd appreciate everybody you can send over our way let's talk a little bit about feedback we got a couple of missives from last week first turner v in lincoln nebraska says in season one, when Fantasia was first introduced, Sookie was making fun of the name. I think it was Bill that defended it, saying something like, Back in our times, puns were the height of comedy. It really made it seem like the name was much older, or at least it had been named by an old vampire who could appreciate such outdated humor. Only to find out now is named by some goofy human fangirl in the mid-90s? No, Bad I'm, form, True Blood. I'm going to give it the benefit of the, bit, benefit of the doubt and say that it was from some old, old movie that Ginger had seen, and she stole the movie. She plagiarized it from some movie when puns Some were silent vampire film. Yep. Well, I'm going to give the benefit of the trout and say that's bullshit. Uh, she says it seemed, or uh, Turner says it seemed forced only to serve some unnecessary throwback origin story, although he did laugh at the porn dungeon. You know... They've retconned so many more egregious things. I'm not going to get up in arms over Fantasia, but yeah. I can see where people would. Um, Nathan P. said throughout the four episodes, and even until she was hauled upstairs, Arlene has been repeating the same phrase, I've got kids! Yeah, when she's about to die, she completely forgets this fact. Honestly, one could argue that she's been living her life for her kids the entire show. Wow, Arlene. Instead of deciding to live because uh, of Sookie, of all people, wants you to, why don't you live... For your damn kids! <laughs> Nathan has a strong point there. Although, she was drained of almost every ounce of her blood. She was, like, high on death hallucinations. Hard to think straight. Yeah. And was she, she did... really seeing Terry, though? I mean, there's, <sighs> there is a chance that she was really hallucinating Terry. 
No, I made that point that I think that it could have been the ghost of Terry. We didn't have Lafayette there to be sure, so who the hell knows? But mm-hmm. it's it's possible. And whether it was a hallucination or not, at the end, Terry did say, "Hey, you know, I can't see the kids, but you can. Maybe you should go back." And she agreed. So mm-hmm. she did the right thing. Right. Just took her a while. Baradess said it was nice to see Swearingen's saloon from Deadwood again. I don't know if that's the actual set, and I don't know if he's just. I don't taking believe the it. Piss. These are both HBO shows. I don't believe that. I, I do mean, know because I, I was looking. I, I was, I'm preparing to start up Deadwood again because I made it through the first season. Thought it was awesome, um, but I was doing some reading and research about it. And on Wikipedia, they said as of 2012, the set still stood, so they hadn't torn it down or anything. So maybe they did go out there and yeah. redecorate it. But he could have just been taking a piss. I don't know. Sarah O said, "Is it wrong that I fist pumped the air when they revealed that Bill has Hep V?" Yes. There's. No wrong way to watch True Blood, I don't think. You know what I realized lately? What? I love Bill. Do you? I do. Why? I don't He's know. better than Eric? Yeah. Wow. I, I, I don't know what to say about that. Neither do I. It's weird. Well, you'll have Maybe to exp- I got some of his blood in me or something because <laughs> I have some pretty weird dreams. <laughs> uh, well, as he was staring, standing over our bed staring at you at night. Uh, I think you need to explore those feelings a little bit, you know, kind of sift through them, maybe meditate and get back with us next week. Do you want because... to role play? No, I don't want to role play Bill. Too Although much. I could, I do it, you know. Cecily. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Such a raging lady boner right now. <laughs> also, uh, at the Lafayette and James scene. Really? I mean, we all saw the hookup coming. And Is that want... a bad, oh, was he like coming? Uh. I think they are saying like, oh God, it, they don't like it. Uh, anyway, we all saw the hookup coming and wanted it to happen, but to have some self-decency, la la, Redbone is just supposed to roll over and oh, be like... don't be a prude. No, no, listen, hear, hear him out. Okay. And be like, yeah, you're right, Lafayette. I mean, it would be one thing if Jessica caught them kissing and making out, but she caught her boyfriend with his pants down, been over the car they bought together. FYI, do they need a car if they're both vampires and can get somewhere super fast? Don't get me started. If James was that unhappy, he should have grew a pair of fangs and broke up with Jessica. Here, here, I say. It's just as bad as having Sookie admit that she wasn't that into Alcide right before he died. What is the point? I totally don't buy the crocodile tears at the party after that admission. She's probably just more upset that she's alone. Okay, and lastly, what's with the poor man's Jonathan Reese Myers and Arlene plotline? After all the shit vampires have put her through, she's going to end up with one? Bullshit. I have to say... That even though I really enjoyed this episode, every one of these takes I think is legitimate. Lafayette and James were complete dicks to Jessica. It's somewhat mitigated by the fact that she never really loved them. Well, here's the thing. James and Jessica are both incredibly passive people who both didn't admit to what they were feeling. Sure. James was desperately in need for some affection and Jessica was too, but they didn't want it from each other. They were just something to keep each other warm at night, I guess. Something to help each other through the PTSD that they suffered from the prison camp. Right. And that relationship has run its course. So I think that's kind of the natural end of things. It does feel like you owe each other something because you went through this incredibly traumatic situation, but you don't know how to let the other one down easy. When really, if you were just honest with each other, then that would have never happened. Yeah. And while Sookie sure didn't love Alcide the way Alcide loved her. It's not that she didn't love him at all. It doesn't mean that she's going to not be sad when he died. So, exactly. Yeah, and plus maybe that even makes it worse, you think? What do you mean? 
Like the fact that like it makes her sadness greater that she, she couldn't just, love him as much. She just thought about how he loved her so much and she didn't love him, and now he's dead, and now she feels kind of guilty and shitty about Absolutely. that. Absolutely. So I can see that, but you know, I also don't think you're wrong to to have some bullshit about this, especially the Arlene and this other vampire. That he's being creepy again. It's all Super she's creepy. drunk and she's all hupped up on his blood, but it seems pretty scummy for him to do. Anyway, uh, Ryan R. Good calling him looking like Jonathan Reese Myers, though. <laughs> Definitely. Ryan R. said, uh, Nelson Ellis confirms that Luke Grimes left the show because of the gay stuff. He forwarded an article that I'm going to read a uh, part of the interview. Uh, this woman, whose name is Jennifer, is interviewing uh, Nelson and said, Did you ever get a chance to talk to or bond with Luke Grimes when he was playing James before they switched off? Nelson said, I didn't, but I'm completely, I mean, I can't say I'm not going to make a comment. But I just think that you're an actor. You're an actor on a show that's True Blood. We're all sitting there going, you quit your job because, really? I'm just, I'm over him. You quit your job because you don't want to play a gay part? As if it's, you know what? I'm just going to stop talking. That's pretty much how I feel about it. That's some weak-ass lame sauce. Yeah. Didn't we talk about this before? About, was that a conversation we had on air? Oh, no. Yeah, definitely. Okay. About how when you get into a show like True Blood, you should be expecting a very wide range of things that you would be asked to do. Plus, again, you're a fucking actor. I know. Like, he didn't really get railed by a gay dude. He's not gay. It wasn't even that... I mean, the sex scene that we got wasn't even that graphic. They were in the shadows behind a car. Uh-uh. All he was doing was dry humping him. Uh-uh. You can't pretend to do that. But you're going to go star in some other movie about the worst sex ever? Your hand-drawn illustration of Toad butt-fucking Mario that got us banned from the Nintendo <laughs> network was far more graphic. Far more graphic than James and Lafayette's sex scene. Way more heartfelt, too. You could see it in Toad's face. Yeah, he was, and, and Mario overcome by, overcome by passion. It was, it was a staggering work of genius. And this is all a true story, by the way. You should post that. I should. I want people to see it. All right. I'll make it the, the story graphic. It's my shining achievement. And people don't even get to appreciate it because we were banned. <laughs> God. Uh, anyway, uh, Barry C. as uh, another hater. Says, I know this is a town where no matter how many people get killed, everyone still turns up for work the next day. But awake with the DJ? Really? Very nice of Jessica to volunteer Sookie's grandmother's ring, by the way. The Yakuza, what's coming next week? Dinosaurs, Transformers, I'm holding out for ninjas and pirates. <laughs> Probably the clumsiest episode I've seen of this show. A very poor chess-moving attempt to wrap things up neatly. This is There are two kinds of people in the world. The people who are <laughs> real fans and the people who actually want to show us some substance. If you want to show us some substance and you're here in the middle of the seventh season, I think... I think maybe you come to the wrong place. I don't know, I'm but I'm sorry. I feel I'm this sorry guy you found I, out so late. I feel like Barry C sounds like me in every fucking season of The Walking Dead past season one. Like they just keep expecting season one and two to keep happening, and they just are like they can't stop watching. In my case, because I have a podcast where I have to talk about it. <laughs> But they also can't do the mental arithmetic to downshift into the different gear. Mm-hmm. And so it's just a constant. I feel for it, man. It's 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 a tough spot to be in. Mm. But me, uh, I guess I was inoculated because I was exposed to probably... Wouldn't you say season six is one of the worst seasons of yeah. True Blood? Yeah. 
Um, I don't know. There's been some shit that's bad before, but I, I just maybe I was inoculated all that stuff. Uh, Mary Ann R B H says I so want Bill to be the big bad reveal at the end of the series. That yes, he really was a slime ball, big bad villain. I've always thought he would be. I mean, did we ever really find out why he had all that information on Sookie and her family hidden in his desk at home? Franklin found way back in season three. Sometimes I tend to blur the lines between books and show only because it's been years and years since I read the first eight books. But I keep hoping we'll mm-hmm. go back to the show and reveal just how big of a tool Bill is after Sookie slowly lets him back into her life. Or maybe not so slowly. Seriously, drunk danger whore, your boyfriend died 24 hours ago! Exclamation point. Yeah. Any retorts? No. All right. And B said, Lafayette bringing Jessica to task was one of the most righteous things that's ever happened in the show. I only wish she'd cried because, oh, her sweet tears would have been so tasty and probably salty and like coppery pennies in your mouth. Like I said, everyone was just on the verge of crying. Being extremely anti-Jessica, I had to wade through seasons upon seasons of Jessica's martyrdom, but oh my, it was worth the wait just for that speech. I loved how he left with a fuck you, then was like, hold up, no, no, no. Someone needs to tell this girl to grow the fuck up, and that person is going to be me. Oh, God. So much Rocky fist pumping for me in that scene. So much. And is anyone else getting the feeling that Bill is not at all being slated to be the big bad guy at the end? I'm not sure what his flashbacks are building up to, but something tells me it's not him being evil. It is. Actually, yeah, it's he's single-handedly destroyed the Underground Railroad in Louisiana. They're trying to trick you. What's this person's name? Uh, Ann B. And B, they're trying to trick you. They're retconning him in the flashbacks. They're like, oh, he used to be a good guy. But guess what? He's not. Don't fall for it or else he'll eat your soul too. Personally, I'd love to see Eric take him out because with Eric, it's which organ and which bone structure shall he rip out first. I'm just not an Eric person. (sighs) I think he's a child. I think he's just an adult child who's gone around ruining lives. And it's just, I don't think that's interesting or funny. Yeah, for a thousand years old, I can see it as a hobby though. You know. For uh, I mean, like Tycho and Penny Arcade says, some people play tennis. I erode the human soul. That's what Eric does. That's his hot. That's his right. application. I'm not hating on him or judging him for it, but that's just not my cup of tea. Stacy L says, "Is just I me? like southern sweet tea." <laughs> is it just me, or is James a slightly sexier but almost identical version of Jon Snow? They got bum, the same bum, hair, bum. same bone like structure. an American hippie ge- version of Jon Snow. He's James Snow. <laughs> no. He's James Swamp. <laughs> <laughs> That's what all bastards in Louisiana are called. <laughs> Guys, <James> Swamp. <laughs> she is so pleased with herself right now. I Very am. rarely have I seen her this pleased with herself. Uh, she also says, and wow, did Arlene get over Terry fast? I mean, what's it been, a week? Actually, I don't know. No, how. It's, it's been, been six weeks, I think. No. Six months. It's been six months, yeah. Six months. She's That's allowed. Like, she's allowed to get drunk. She's and... allowed to hook up with a random vampire after six weeks, y'all. She's Six allowed months? to flirt. Rebuff flirt. Mm. Reblurf. Flurf. Flurfluff. Kerfluffin. Let's move on. Nathan okay. P said, with the reveal that Bill's infected and almost confirms, this is this is a long one, buckle in. Uh, <laughs> with the reveal that Bill's infected, it almost confirms that a cure will be created as it's impossible for Sookie to be her own independent woman, apparently. The show seems to want to put Bill and Sookie together instead of having a strong, independent female character, which Sookie evidently is not. I suspect that Sookie herself is infected from the vampire attack in Episode 3, then infected Bill when he drunk from her in Episode 4. My original prediction was episode how... Episode 4? When did he... Oh, 
from the just lunch from our neck. Okay, I got it. His original prediction from episode one, uh, which is less likely happened to go, was basically this. The hep, hep vampire threat is defeated and Sarah Newland is dead. Everyone in Bon Tom pairs off for their own couples and lives happily ever after. Bill, however, is forced to live alone, having no one else to go to. This is because of the collective <sighs> asshole behavior in the past few seasons. And this way he starts having flashbacks to his family life and becomes obsessed with his one true love. This is the original prediction? So, I don't know. It kind of all blends together. And I might have butchered it a little bit in editing because okay. it was so long. Okay. So if it's, if it's uh, anything lost in translation, you can blame yours truly. I do. Uh, those things. In this way, he starts having flashbacks to his family life and becomes obsessed with his one true love, Sookie Stackhouse. In a shocking twist, Bill starts attacking and killing all of Sookie's loved ones. He would have Holly hostage, using her to control her vampires and regain his Lilith powers with each kill. Eventually, Bill and Sookie would have a showdown on top of a pile of Sookie's friends and neighbors. Bill only wants her to love, and Madden Love says that they most both become vampires for the rest of time. Insert phrases such as, Sookie. You are mine. I am vampire, and you must become vampire too. <laughs> Sookie then agrees to become vampire, and Bill begins to drain her. And her dying... he write it like that? Yeah, he did. Okay. In her dying breath, Sookie reveals that she's actually infected. In another shocking twist, she would rather die than be with Bill after all he's done. Now that Bill's infected, he cannot turn her into a vampire and must spend the rest of his days before he eventually dies due to the virus wallowing in grief at him killing the girl he's obsessed over. Meanwhile, everyone else can party in heaven slash hell except for Letty May, who is stuck in an endless purgatory state. Good. That's I like I that, especially Letty May in purgatory. No. I just want her somewhere far away. Just ship her off to another planet and where they have different gods and different rules, and I don't have to deal with that so shit They're saying anymore. she's going to convert to Mormonism. Yes. <laughs> Which they, she may or may not be able to drink Coke, caffeine. I had... Five different Mormon sessions on Fargo, and I still haven't figured it out. Jinji says, let me just say last night's episode of True Blood was actually one of the best they've done in quite some time. I have to agree with Cecily that the show did kind of go down a hill after two or three seasons, but last night's redeemed why I still watch it. I also think for the first time this season that it hasn't been a big Sookie-themed episode uh, and actually focused on what's going on with other characters, which is funny because this was ostensibly a Sookie-themed episode. Mm Mm-hmm. But they subverted it to be about everybody but her. And I support that. I do have a theory of how this whole Hep V and now Bill sick. sure you brought everyone into Sookie's house and then told everyone else's story. That's fun. I do have a theory of how this whole Hep V and now Bill sick is going to end that I'd like to contribute. Because Alan Ball said that this season will go back to the roots. She said Alana Ball. And I'm like, wait a second. Is this some kind of Wachowski brother thing where he's had a sex change? And that's why he couldn't work on season five slash six. He was getting his P tucked into a V. Oh, wow. Not that there's anything wrong with that. I just like to start that rumor because of a typo on this podcast. Alana B is a trans woman, and we should respect that. Okay, yep. Start that She's still a fabulous writer. She is. And very accomplished from all her works, including Six and a Half Feet Under. Six and a Half? Yeah, that's her new trans woman-themed pornography. Oh, Jesus. I don't know where this is going. No, okay. I need to let this go. This, 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 delete, 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 delete. <laughs> because Alana Ball said that this Six season... Six inches under? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> 
We'll go back to the roots of the first season with Bill and Sookie and their love. I don't believe he will die. I think Sarah Newland will find out her sister is sick and somehow have a remedy or know how to counteract the hep V virus since her sister is now all that she has left, leading to Bill and Eric getting better. Then again, I, this would also lead to Sookie having to choose between Eric and Bill all over again, so I could be somewhat off. Let me know what you think. I think that is exactly what's going to happen. Bill getting sick is the key to Eric being saved because if they they have to cure Bill unless he does have a hyper speed. No, is that a spoiler? It's probably a spoiler. That's fine. He seems to he's be a super aggressive. fast vampire, as all vampires. It's curious <laughs> that you'd work that fact into this True Blood Authority <laughs> podcast. Podcast. <laughs> so Bill's disease seems to be moving at a reasonable rate. It's average compared to all other vampires. And uh, I think that that's the key, that, that, that they'll find a cure, then cure Bill and Eric. And I don't know what, I don't know, because I don't know what the happier ending for Eric. Maybe Eric will die, because he does seem a little, a little godricky. Yeah, a little he's world making peace. He's apologizing to people. So Bill will be saved. Maybe Eric will somehow sacrifice himself to save Bill. Like there's only enough cure for one of them, and he'll be like, "You should take this because Sookie loves you." I can't. I don't have a good Eric. Yeah, neither do I. Yeah, I tried to call it from the I, depths I can see, of me. I can see what you're there. trying to do there. Uh, moving on, Y.A. Whitney says, on your first podcast, you mentioned that Sookie in real life would turn to a Batman villain due to her quote unquote powers, and it made me think. On the show, when Sookie hears thoughts, she hears them in that person's unique voice. But if she hadn't met them before, wouldn't she hear them in her own voice? Well. Wait, wait, wait. Or at the very least, a stranger's thoughts would have to have have a go-to generic voice. So, you do have a point about her becoming some Joker-esque villain because eventually she would become a schizophrenic with intrusive thought syndrome, unable to determine if what's in her head is her own thoughts or the thoughts of a stranger. I like that's an interesting point the uh, of telepaths that you don't. I don't think often... that's true. I think it's like it's like listening. It's like when you have a walkie-talkie on and you pick up the static of someone who's using a walkie-talkie over there. You can hear what they're saying. You're not supposed to hear it, but you have picked up on their frequency and you can actually hear in their voice what's going on. Isn't that the point of being a telepath? You can reach into that person's head and hear their thoughts. Yeah, when I'm thinking, I'm thinking in my own voice. Which it's is not, kind of a a crazy thought to think about. But you're not literally reading it like it's text or code in someone's mind. Uh, you, I think you actually hear it. Cecily, you did not know this, but it's the foremost authority on human telepaths. <laughs> she knows how it all goes down. I kind of agree that you you, I mean, you pick it up like a radio signal, but I think his 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 point here or their point here her? is that is, is strong because if you're hearing these voices in your head all the time. What happens when you have a crazy telepath? What do you mean? Like, one of the things about a schizophrenic is they hear voices in their head, and they can't distinguish the their their own voices from these other voices. Well, if you're a telepath, you have that problem anyway. So if you're a, if you're a, a schizophrenic telepath, your life is basically fucked. You're hept in the V <sighs> at, a, at a super accelerated rate. <laughs> Uh, they also continue. I guess so. If you like thinking about those sorts of awful things, I do. Uh, they also have another question about vampire lore. Maybe you can help them with. Can vampires destroy from the outside houses they haven't been invited into? Only trailers. Even <laughs> even after seven seasons, I still don't understand how this protection of invite goes. Yes, it's mobile like homes. It's the honor system. It's like when Willa said, "If you release me, I'll give you all the information." You're kind of like making 
a spoken code. I invite you in. You can come in, but don't touch my shit. See, I like it in the Dresden Files, which I really it's a it's a uh, urban fiction series about a, a human wizard that practices as a private detective in Chicago. Mm-hmm. They have this concept of thresholds too, where supernatural creatures can't uh, cross without invitation. But isn't that actually like a magical force that keeps them out? Well, I think that's what va- this vampire shit is too, obviously. But their thing is like it's as only as strong as like. But it's different. Like, if, like, like a the family. If the threshold were outside of the porch, the threshold is the door. So you could ostensibly, I guess, tear up the porch and get in the crawl space. Yeah, but you like still... No, I think the threshold's like this magical barrier that extends along the houses of the wall. And it's as strong as the family that lives there. Like if you've lived in a, fam- a home that's been passed on from generation to generation, the same family, that, for- that, that threshold's like a fucking fortress. If you're like a bachelor living alone in a, an apartment, that threresholds is more like tissue paper. So it's like a right, and sh- two shitbags squatting in a trailer in the backwoods of Louisiana. You could just you know push that over, no problem. Did Eric buying Sookie House undo all of the years and years of protection that they had gathered? I don't know, because we're already blending my head cannon with Alan with Alana Ball. I'm sorry, Alana. 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 Don't, don't want to disrespect her choice. Uh, Alana Ball's uh, script writing. I mean, I, I don't know. I'm just making this shit up from the Butcher Dresden Files. So I'm butchering the canon. Jim Butcher is the author. That's what he's referencing. Of course. I I, I just like throwing stuff out and seeing if people p- pick it up. That's so pretentious of you. <laughs> <laughs> it's got me where I am now, though. Uh, if you'd like to send us more feedback or opine on how you think thresholds were, you can do so at trueblood at baldmove.com. You can, of course, always follow our podcast episode threads and episode threads proper live on Sunday night at facebook.com slash bald move. And you can keep up with our latest releases on Twitter at bald move. If that's the kind of thing you're into, uh, you got anything else to say, Cecily? Also write and review us on iTunes, but only say nice things. That's okay. all. That's all I have to say. Uh, anything else? No, I just said, that's all I have to say. Anything else though? No. Were there other words you want to make come out of your mouth? Damn, kitten. That's all I had to say. (laughs) All right. We'll see you next week. Until that time, I'm Aaron. And I'm Cecily. Goodbye. I'm tired of fighting. Tired of fighting. Fighting for love.